Welcome, you all. I am Baron Baptiste. I'm here with my friend David Masters. We are here disrupting the drift, that drifting along in life in that sea of sameness, you know, the sameness of living each day like Groundhog's Day, just drifting along in the same kind of thoughts, disempowering thoughts, disempowering views of life, of yourself, of others, those ways of being that sabotage, that undermine, that undercut your confidence and your potential. We are here wanting and intending to be true and real so that we can all true up together. David, welcome. Great to be here, Baron. And allow me, if you will, to cue right off of Groundhog Day. You know that that is widely regarded as one of the most spiritual movies ever made. Really? Didn't know that. The reason why it's an important film, for this reason, for me anyway, is that it shows that this guy was a narcissistic person, the guy who was the anchorman, and that he felt like the world owed him, and, and that he mm. was able to get away with all the things that he tried to get away with, and there was sort of nothing that stopped him until one day, the day kept resetting. And in a way, that is a totally perfect metaphor of everyone's life. Now, when you have setbacks in life, and we all have setbacks, the setback can also be the restart. It can also be the restart button that gets you reoriented in how you look at your own life. Because, see, there's all kinds of things outside of our control. Everybody knows that. The only thing we can control is how we deal with it. And so in Groundhog Day, he's focused on perfecting himself. Everything that he wanted, it became subject to a need that was not him. So he started saving the kid that climbed up the tree or the cat that was in the tree and the man in the end in the restaurant who was choking and he saved his life and the little old ladies who needed a help with their flat tire. He started finding that doing more for others and less for himself was the key to him being happy. He thought, if I'm going to be stuck here forever, I might as well improve myself. So he learned how to play the piano. My, my only point is, had that not happened to him, had he not got stuck reliving the same day over and over again and not being able to manipulate his way through life, he would have been a successful manipulator. I've always found that the things that I have learned the most from have been the most painful, most mm. difficult, have set me back further. In other words, I've had to start my life over a couple times. I mean, yeah. literally from scratch. But I was determined not to be the sum total of those experiences that were imposed upon me. I determined to be the sum total of my ability to persevere. One of the first things you said is, you know, there's something about separating out from a day. So for myself, I know like each morning I wake up, one of the first things I do almost before anything else, I go and I sit, I just sit, be there with only one intent, just get present, to clear whatever's here if I'm lost in a drift of thinking, worrying, or something's wrong, or even just a busy mind of what I need to do today. Oh, my whole checklist, I've got to do this. I've got to check all the boxes, this thing, that thing, this conversation. I need to reach out to that person, all of that. Even the excitement of what could happen, and I'm in that whole train of thought. But I know there's a value in just sitting there and separating out from that world of 
worry or that world of to-do or that world of possibility to actually just to stop, drop in, fall awake to my day and to awaken to my creator, the creator of the universe, my God and my connection to God, my creator. And that gives me the place, the source from which to move through my day. And if I connect from that source through the day, if something happens and I get reactive, I can wait, disrupt the reaction in the moment. Okay. Find my feet, find my breath. I can relocate and reconnect to my source, my conscience, and follow the call of my conscience. That separation from automaticity, the automatic pilot of living, consider it. From the moment you wake up, you're interacting with the thoughts in the head, the commentary in your head, the narrative that you have, and you go through your day on auto. And that's the Groundhog Day. And to separate out from that automaticity, that default way of being, and actually get present, and wake up, you separate yourself. So now you're not conforming to the pattern of the world and what the world wants from you. But in that meditation, that stillness, you're being transformed from an inner renewal of your mind, of your vision, of how life, your outlook, how life shows up for you. And I think that's very, very important to actually put the answer, the tool or a way, an access right up front here in the conversation as a way to the way of being that you want for yourself and for others in your life. And that ties into the second point that actually it's through giving to others, what I like to call generosity of being, where you're being generous, you're someone who is coming from giving and giving as a contribution to others in whatever forms. It might just be a kind act. It might just be telling the truth or having an honest conversation, but whatever that giving is, there's something in us that our natural flow is expanded in my experience. Without that flow of giving to others, there's a natural contraction and internalization, interiorization of my mind, my being, the walls start moving in on myself without that interacting and that giving, that contributing nature with others. I do something similar, but for me, my day begins before I open my eyes. I am looking into my deeper self, and I'm aware of the things that I'm um, grappling or struggling with. When we go to sleep, we turn off to the outside world and we open up to the inside world, whatever it is, if it's Memorex and it's just stuff that replays in our head. And usually when the lights are off and when you're by yourself and you're asleep or you're there in that space, you really come very close to seeing what it is that's really bothering you. That's a good thing. If you will allow the space to allow your higher self to inform inwardly form you about it, it gives you answers. Now, you know, I've been doing this for most of my life that I do a radio show every day. I don't want to just go to the radio show and just talk about the topic du jour. It doesn't matter in that sense because 
everybody's talking about the topic du jour. What do I bring to it that makes it profound? Mm. What can I bring to it that other people haven't thought about? A, a point, mm. just a single point, to be profound. And I can't get that from myself. But it can be provided to me from the well, the deepest part of me, the intuitive, awake self that is beyond the flesh and beyond the brain. And this is what happens to me is like I wake up every morning after I've kind of surveyed the landscape on the inside and I wake up with stuff that I never even had a consideration to think of when I was going to bed the night before. I wake up with, here's what you could do your show about today. Mm -hmm. I've abandoned or I've surrendered, if that's the word, to this beyond self. And it, it, there's a sort of a, a valve in, <laughs> through which this information, this insight comes through. And I don't know how to live any other way. I surrender. Before I open my eyes, I'm already seeing the things that I ought to be talking about today. Or if I get up in the morning, something else formulates as I'm looking at the things of the day. But I'm led. I'm constantly being led down the path with insight and um, intuition. And I don't know how to live any other way. So if, for me to go against that would mean that I have ultimate conflict and anxiety about everything. Mm. And of course, we mm. all have anxiety about everything. But I just sit and I watch it. And I mm -hmm. wait for it to, to show me something. Yeah, the light of awareness as a way of dissolving the darkness of fear, of worry, anxiousness. If I happen to wake up with something, like I can get anxious or I can get uh, like this stress feeling of like uh, something bearing down, like some weight, weightedness of all I need to do and get done. There's way more I need to do than I could possibly get done on that day. The moment I just stop meditation again, stop drop in, press the stop button on thoughts. Now, it may be the thoughts don't stop, but my interacting with my thoughts stops. So the thoughts run, but I press stop. Okay, I'm not going to interact with this thought and then go down that rabbit hole and take a trip to France and to Asia into this conversation and that conversation and replay my future or replay my past. All that interaction with thinking I stop that. Thoughts keep running, perhaps, but I stop. I drop in. And there's an awareness, right? There's an, a light of awareness. I awaken up. My senses, suddenly I'm awake. I'm present. I'm right here. And in that, that anxiousness lifts. That fear or whatever form of fear, anxiousness or worry, it just evaporates in the light of that awareness. It's like walking into a dark room. I can wrestle with these thoughts I don't want. I can go into a dark room with a baseball bat and try to beat the darkness out of the room. You can't beat away darkness. You need to actually just find the light switch and turn on the light. Darkness disappears and all the things that go with it. Meditation and getting present has a way of turning that light on. It's the access to the light switch doesn't feel like there occur like that in the moment when I sit still because my mind's running. But I know that, okay, just being present, Baron. Okay, your feet here, body here, my pulse, my heart pulsing. I hear the sounds. There's a listening. The sound's rising up and disappearing. Sound's rising up, 
disappearing moment to moment to moment, a physical presencing into the physical universe has a way of giving access to the spiritual universe and its creative force. I'm plugging into a different source, light source, different than a dark force, the underworld's force. And we have the ability to tune in different channels, different frequencies. We do have say over that. We need the right tools, meditation. And I'm not talking about yoga meditation or Hindu meditation or like that. I'm talking about the kind of meditation that is an awakening. Like as you wake up, I'm not talking about imagining or visualizing your chakras, right? I'm not, just to be specific, I'm talking about more the biblical or um, the ancient Hebrew way of meditation or, you know, Jesus go and be still, be still and know I am God. Like you realize something higher, something greater than yourself. And you surrender to that in a moment. And it's like a big burden, a weighted straitjacket just drops off. But it's come through practice and commitment. What occurs to me is this, is that with Groundhog Day as the example, the guy starts out being very self-serving. I mean, totally selfish, narcissist and self-absorbed, but he ends up being a servant. Mm -hmm. And what he finds in the transition is he he finds growth. So what really it boils down to for each of us is, is that we are the vessels We bring into the world something that has value, but it is not from the world. It is from Mm -hmm. our own inner world matrix, which is provided to each person individually. And this is where life gets really interesting. And the meaning of your life can actually change. Just to give a correlation, there's a way of eating called epigenetics. And it really is a a very much a plant-based way of living. What happens is with epigenetics, your genetic code inside of you can be altered up to 30,000 times a day through epigenetic eating. Basically, the substances in leafy green vegetables, there are substances in there that actually feed your body in such a way as that you can recover from almost virtually anything. Epigenetics. Hmm. Uh, And it's a whole new study, but The idea is that you can actually literally, your genetic code can be affected up to 30,000 times a day in micro ways, minuscule ways, but ultimately your longevity, your life takes on a different trajectory. And so you see the people who are suffering with all kinds of ailments and they're continuing to feed the pattern that's making them ill. You actually begin to unfeed you begin to starve the parts that are making you ill and dragging you down the road, not serving the purpose that you came into this world to serve. You, you starve that part. And as when I talk about surrender, you literally surrender to the higher, the higher self. And then the doorway to your inner world matrix opens and you are fed new insight from within Your mind becomes renewed from within, not from the outside world. Because, see, if we're taking our identity from the outside world, the outside world is putting in you what is wrong with the outside world. If we're taking our identity from, as you were talking about, meditation and learning how to get quiet, that is new information. It's actually now information. And it is different than the information that's coming to you from the outside. So you get reprogrammed from within through the meditation, mm-hmm. through, through real, true 
you know, be still and know kind of meditation. And your life begins to take on a whole new meaning. And when people get to that rock bottom place in life where they have they have the sense that they have to turn around mm-hmm. and do a 180, that's when life gets really interesting. Yeah, no, very good. You know, what's coming up for me right here is the the faith factor and then identity out of being still and the transforming of your mind from within the biblical quote of you know do not conform to the pattern of this world but be therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind from within and we're talking about meditation there's a certain kind of submission and i'm speaking spiritual now like to be still and submit to something greater than myself within myself the creative force that has my heart beat and has my brain click. There's something in the background, a life force. There's a greater force at work, an author in the background, but to connect that something greater and higher and to have faith to live from that is an important aspect. Is it Jesus that said, faith without works is dead? It gives faith, but then I can then do my part inside of having faith and trust in God and that way, his way. I'm also taking actions to make faith in life real. If I'm just having faith and and sitting around Buddha style, it's not going to work out for me given who I am. It's like I see the action, but I'm operating inside of a life of faith. I'm acting as though I'm following my intuition, that conscience, that calling of my conscience, that voice of God speaking to me, that I'm acting as though, and I say as though because, well, even that's faith. Am I I actually following that inner voice accurately? I don't know, like, but that's part of it. I don't know, and, and I'm blind in a sense, but I have faith that I'm taking the right way and the right steps. And so I act as though, and often it proves true. Or I go off track, and then I go down a wrong path, turn back, come back. When I operate out of that kind of faith and with action, there's a difference in what is possible in the world and through me. Because my identity if I'm just operating out of me, 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 and I'm the source of all my power and all the design of my life and everything you say, I'm the God, I'm God. <laughs> if I'm the end story, that's my identity. And that gets me so far and so much in life. And in my experience at this point in my life, if I'm just operating out of my identity, that's an empty package. I mean, it may produce some good results and great results even of like things I want, but Mm, right on the other side of those goals met is an empty package. Acting from faith has a way of creating and accomplishing or manifesting something greater and way beyond anything my identity, my puny identity could ever do. Things get created in spite of my yeah. identity. In the face of my identity might be there at every step you know, talking to me in the head, it's outside of the knowing, the known. Identity always works inside of the known and what it can control. 
faith is acting outside of that and your conscience, your intuition will always take you to scary, risky places. And the identity the, and the ego are going to always be pulling you back like a cane at your neck, pulling you off the stage of life. Yeah. And, you know, it, it comes to me in this thought, which is, do you really believe there's anything greater than you? Because mm. that's the question of faith. In other words, if there is something that is involved in creating everything and that that thing has in, been involved in creating your life, or maybe it hasn't. If you don't have faith, well, does it hurt to let go for general peace of mind, retire as the manager of the universe? <laughs> you know, it's like if you're trying to manage everything and you don't mm. believe there's anything greater mm -hmm. than you, you have to save yourself. Yeah. Right? But if you are at the point where you can say, I want to try this, I want to actually try and surrender to that great force that's there that we can see causes the things in this world to have their seasons. And, you know, when you see the leaves are now starting to come out because it's spring, this is constant cycles of life and death and rebirth. And, well, why not me? Why not one part of me go ahead and just go and just die? But not mm -hmm. literally, but figuratively. Let that part of me die so that a new side, a new self, can begin a new life. Mm -hmm. So and that's the beauty part of faith. Yeah. There's one of two places to come from, to flow from in life, to come from within yourself. And that's either you're being God, playing God, being the manager of the universe, <laughs> or you are in relationship to your God as a higher power, the power of the universe, the creator of the universe. You're either playing God, being God, judge, jury, executioner, and the all-knowing creator and controller of your life, the captain of your ship. It ends with your way and no other way at the end of the day. Or there's a surrender to a power greater than yourself. In my experience, it comes down to that, those two places. But yeah. see, unfortunately, most people only have a concept of something greater than themselves. Yeah. And it's not something they actually believe. It's something they are interested in, but you're never going to get to belief in that whatever it is that's greater than you until you stop believing in you. And that's yeah. exactly opposite to what most people say. you got to believe in yourself. Well, isn't that kind of what's got you where you are now? Oh, man, that's so boring for me, dude. I have to tell you, that's exhausting, believing in myself. But I get it. I get yeah. it. And that, you know, look no further than social media or, you know, your most updated life coach content or your personal development <laughs> person telling you, you just have to believe in yourself. It's not about not believing in yourself, but that gets pretty tiring. There's something we're pointing to here, David even leaving people, and I'll include myself in that, with a bigger inquiry or a bigger questioning around, well, wait, from where am I living? Am I living from just me, 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 myself, and I? Or do I actually have access to a power greater than myself? Do I actually know that beyond concept? 
I know a lot of Christians, you know, and they, they talk about the Bible and stuff till they're blue in the face, but they have it all as concepts. Well, wait, what's your as lived experience? We're talking about what is it to actually have the experience beyond belief even to experience the as lived experience of a connection to your creator or a power greater than you. Maybe we just leave it right here. Perfect. All right, my friend. Thank you. You all, thank you for joining us. If you got any kind of insight or a new possibility from the show today, if you got any kind of value, any kind of contribution, please share the show. That's how we uh, fulfill on our mission to be in service of something greater and to keep creating this space, this environment where we can tell the truth and the truth can be told and as a way to elevate you, me, we. Thank you, David, and all. Peace out. Great being here, Baron. Thanks.